Riley drops back, looks, looks, dances, and throws, and he's going deep down the field. Oh, what a catch by Darrell Walker, who skips his way to the end zone. He'll drop it off to Pouillon, twists it back to McDavid, inside to Everly, reach shot, score! Three, nothing, Jordan Everly from Connor McDavid, and the Oilers are pouring it on, Craig Anderson and the hapless Senators. And it's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30, Chad. So the Oilers make one trade but make a bunch of moves. In fact, three new members of the team. Patrick uh, Patrick Maroon is the guy they acquire in a trade from the Anaheim Ducks. The Oilers give up Martin Gurnat and a fourth-round draft pick. Gurnat drafted by the Oilers in the fifth round. In 2011, Patrick Moon is going to join us in about one minute here on Inside Sports. Off waivers, the Oilers claim Adam Party from the Winnipeg Jets, Adam Fracknell from the Vancouver Canucks. A couple of players signed to new contracts as well. Laurent Brassois and Brandon Davidson both get two-year extensions. Some of the other news, Laurent Brassois and Darnell Nurse Assigned to the minors, that is just a paper transaction. They are uh, back up in the NHL and expected to suit up tomorrow in Buffalo. It just means that they'll be able to play in the AHL playoffs. Jujar Kara and Jordan Osterley go to Bakersfield. They'll stay there. Luke Gazdick and Nikita Nikitin called up. That is a summary of the Oilers' moves today. Plenty of time to talk about this. Jason Strudwick will join us later on, as will Bob Stoffer. You'll hear from Adam Cracknell. We'll get the lowdown on uh, Adam Party from someone who's been covering him in Winnipeg. But we are going to dive right in tonight, and welcome to the 630 Chet Airwaves, one of the newest members of the Edmonton Oilers, Patrick Maroon. Patrick, my name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you very much for making time for us. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Reed? Doing great, doing great. Uh, I'll start, I guess, with the obvious question. What has your day been like? <laughs> well, I woke up knowing, thinking I wasn't going to get traded, but, um, you know, I, I just went to lunch with, uh, I just went to lunch and about the trade down I was over, and then, sure enough, I get a phone call, and, and I've been traded to them and to the others. But, you know what, I'm excited for, the new jump. I'm excited for the fresh start, and you know I'm, I'm excited what the the team's doing in the future. They're gonna have a good team in the next few years, so I'm excited to be a part of that. I mean, you mentioned that you didn't really expect to be traded, and and the deadline has has passed. So what's said to you, and what kind of goes through your mind? Because maybe even when you saw your phone ringing, you thought, "Oh, is something up?" Well, I didn't hear it ring the first time, and then. Uh, I got a couple calls from my mom and dad. I'm like, what are they calling me for? You know, they keep calling me. And I finally answered. She's like, did you hear what happened? I'm like, no. She's like, you've been traded. And then I finally got the news from uh, my, my the GM, Bob Murray. I mean, I know you mentioned that uh, it's a new opportunity for, for you. Obviously, some exciting things with the Oilers in terms of Connor McDavid in his rookie season and, and over a point-a-game player. I do have to ask you, though, Patrick, the Anaheim Ducks are – a Stanley Cup contender. Your former team had a slow start and is playing well right now. The Oilers are in 29th and aren't going to the playoffs. Is that a tough transition for you to, to change teams that are at different ends of the standings? Yeah, it's tough. Obviously, it's always tough for anyone that, you know, like I told other people 
like last year, you know, last year was so tough on me losing in the conference finals game seven at the Blackhawks. And knowing this year, you know, we had another chance to go <clears throat> go really far and be a contender in the, in the Stanley Cup. And you know what? I think uh, going to Edmonton is going to be good. I think the rest, you know, they're learning. Patrick, are we still got you? Kellen, are you able to check that uh, connection there on the other side? I, I, we're still connected, but obviously we lost Patrick's uh, audio there. I want to ask him a couple more <laughs> questions. I know uh, he's, had a, he's had a busy day. He's still in, in California. He's expected to join the Oilers tomorrow for their game against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, while we're reconnecting with Patrick, uh, Peter Shirelli, general manager of the Oilers, talking about his day-to-day. Um, we, have, we actually have one trade in the queue. Uh, we're adding a player... So I, I just can't comment on it. So we do have a trade coming. Um, you know, we, we, we added a couple of players via waivers. And, uh, you know, it was, it was relatively a quiet day. Um, I had you know, a lot of discussions with guys, uh, maybe more about future things than anything. Okay, so that trade he couldn't talk about when he did that interview was indeed for Patrick Maroon, Matt Patrick Maroon, who has reconnected with us. Okay, Patrick, uh, sometimes that happens uh, with cell phones. You were just halfway through uh, your thoughts on uh, making the transition from a team uh, high in the standings to a team uh, that's not going to be in the playoffs like the Oilers. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're they're a learning team and they're learning to be a really good hockey team, and uh, I think moving forward they can. You know, they, they can be a playoff team and be a really good team in the playoffs. So I think this year's, you know what, I'm just going to go in there and just prove myself and try to do, try to do the best I can. Hopefully I can, uh, you know, make an impression right out, right out of the gate. We've obviously seen you as an opponent four or five times a season being in the same division. But let Oilers fans know, when you're playing well, what will they see from you? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know, for me, big, I'm a big guy, big and physical. I, you know, I protect pucks really well. I'm good below the top of the circles. I have pretty good hand and vision for a big guy. So when those things are going, you know, I'm a really good net presence. I like to go to the net hard, screaming goalie, create space for my linemates. So I have some good upsides for a big guy, and um, you know, getting the chance to play that team period last year in the playoffs and and this year too a bit. I mean, it gives me a little confidence to play with some good hockey players. Uh, the, a lot of the websites have you at six three two thirty. That's pretty much accurate. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, you you know that this team has has been looking for size and and four checkers and puck protectors. So uh, I, I know everybody is is glad that you're going to bring bring that to the table. Just a couple more for you, Patrick, and thanks for making time for us tonight. Tell, tell us a little bit about your trajectory to the NHL, because you were a sixth-round draft pick in 07, and uh, you, you grew up in, in St. Louis, so what was it like for you through minor hockey and becoming an NHL prospect? Yeah, you know, I uh, grew up in St. Louis, had a good coaches. Uh, Jeff Brown was my AAA coach. He played in the NHL for a while. You know, Kelly Chase was a mentor towards me. He owned my junior hockey team. Uh, the St. Louis Bandits and the Texarkana Bandits and you know just growing up in the St. Louis community they have a really good alumni and people just tell me you know you have you're a big guy with some good upsides to your game and you can make it to the NHL you just got to continue working hard off the ice and good things will happen for you so you know doing that and having having those spaces around all the time and you know 
teaching me the game and knowing what's going on and how to react and how to be a pro is, you know, it's, it was good for me. All right. Uh, earlier this season, you fought Luke Gazdick. You're glad he's going to be your teammate now for <laughs> the rest of the season? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to fight him anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me ask this. Which which oiler, maybe besides Luke, are you most looking forward to having as a teammate as, a, as opposed to having play against him? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to, you know, just to meet all the guys. But, I mean, that McDavid's a heck of a hockey player. I, I want him on my team, for sure. He's, he's really good. He's going to be a star in this league. But, you know, they have some really good young talent there. And you know, I'm just excited to meet the teammates. I love, you know, I'm, I'm all about it, being a team guy and just enjoying it because uh, that's what it's all about. All right, so are you heading to Buffalo tomorrow? Yes. Okay, and I, I'm going to ask because fans are already asking, do you know what number you're going to wear? I don't know. I was 19 here. I don't know if 19 is available, but. Well, that was Schultz's oh. number, so he was traded, so maybe you can get 19. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Patrick, I know you're probably doing tons of interviews today, and you've got a busy evening ahead of you, so thank you for joining us here on Inside Sports on 630. Chet, enjoy the road trip, and I look forward to meeting you next week. Thank you. Right on. That is Patrick Maroon tonight on Inside Sports, newest member of the Edmonton Oilers. The trade, he comes from Anaheim. The Oilers give up a 2016 fourth-round pick, and defenseman Martin Gurnat, the former Oil King, who'd been uh, playing in the minors for the past few seasons. Uh, we're going to hear more Peter Shirelli as we come along. Uh, we're going to hear from Adam Cracknell as well. He was picked up off waivers today. Jason Strudwick and Bob Stoffer are coming up between 7 and 8. And, of course, I want to hear from you. Do you like what Shirelli did today? Maroon is under contract for a couple more years. Do you think he's going to fit in here? Will he help this team um, in the ways that they, they need to be helped? Do you believe he will fulfill the bill for Puck Patrick? protection for forechecking for all those things like that and the contract extensions for Davidson and Brassois we can talk about those as well I don't think anybody isn't going to like those but we can weigh in on I guess what we uh, saw today and how it'll affect the short and medium term future of the Oilers 780-496-0063 you can also text 630-630 we're back after this break You're listening to 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Thanks for tuning in tonight. I did it again, Kellen. I did it again. What did you do? I went to the NHL website. Oh. I got to stop doing that. You poor, poor man. <laughs> it's like. It's like a new form of torture. Yeah, no kidding. Try and get information about the NHL from the NHL. It's impossible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Flames lead the Flyers 1-0. Monaghan got his 20th. Rangers up 1-0 on the Blue Jackets halfway through the game. Pittsburgh leading Arizona 2-0 in the second period. Lightning and Leafs scoreless after one. Detroit and Dallas later on, and Montreal is out in San Jose. Oilers and Buffalo tomorrow. Of course, we'll have it for you right here on 630 Ched. 780-496-0063. You can go to the Oilers page on 630Ched.com for all the trades today. The uh, new acquisitions, Patrick Maroon, 
Adam Cracknell and Adam Party. Those last two guys, both off waivers, both unrestricted free agents. Your Action Furnace Oilers report. Don't forget, Action Furnace is home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. Visit actionfurnace.ca. Uh, by the way, the game tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show, a 4 o'clock face-off show here on 6.30 Chet. All right, we got Daryl on the open line, 780-496-0063. Hey, Daryl, you're on with Reed. Hey, Reed, how are you? Doing well. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to catch a lot of the covers on 6.30 Chet today, but I was pleasantly surprised to hear about uh, a couple of the waiver claimings and then uh, Patrick Maroon. I think the one thing that, you know, is kind of a breath of fresh air is that since Peter Shirelli came in as the FOHO and, and GM, when we talked about staying the course and having a rebuild, we've actually seen steps in the right direction this time, you know, as opposed to, I'm not trying to criticize my management previously, but we at least see progress being made. Uh, you know, all the acquisitions and trades that he's had so far have at least contributed in part to, you know, building for the future. And I, I know that uh, some people may not agree with some of the acquisitions or even the trades, but, you know, he's building that team that we need to compete with in the West. We've seen positive growth with a lot of the players, you know, goaltenders. Everything that we've had happen so far with Pete Shirelli has been a positive in my mind. Um, you know, and that includes Purcell and Schultz being traded away. Uh, I, I'm just happy. I mean, I, I look forward to, I mean, the first year in a long time that we haven't had to look forward to November as being the start of the new year for next year. But, um, you know, we're not in the playoff picture, but we at least had some hope with McDavid and him coming back from injury and all the positives in addition to that. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I have a lot of faith in Shirelli. I think he's doing a lot of good things, and I think that we have nothing but, uh, you know, the uh, sky's the limit for us basically going forward with everything. So I, it's a positive thing for us today, and I think it will be moving forward. Well, Daryl, the, the moves today, he didn't give up a lot. Cracknell and Party obviously were free players. Uh, part of that, especially Cracknell, uh, brought on by injuries. Well, Party too, because you got Clefbaum and Gazdick out, plus, or Clefbaum and uh, Griba out, plus Schultz was just traded, so you're, you're kind of down a D. Um, they're both bigger guys, 6'2 for Cracknell, 6'4 for Party. I would doubt those guys are going to be with the Oilers next season, but they want jobs, so hopefully they, they play hard. And, you know, like I said, Maroon is signed for two more years. Gurnat, um, I don't think, is a Shirelli type of player, a mid-round draft pick. So I think the Oilers acquired some guys today um, without giving up a lot. You know, I know whenever uh, a caller like you praises Shirelli, we're going to get people on the other side. A lot of people don't like Korpakoski. A lot of people don't like Griba. A lot of people don't like Latestu. I think people are finally coming around on Talbot, I would hope. Um, but, I mean, he, he's, he addressed the depth before he addressed the top two lines and the top D, I guess with the exception of bringing in Sekra. And I think now that's his next move. I just don't think he felt it was realistic to do it all at once. No, but I think what he's done, though, is he's building the framework for the team moving forward. Right. You know, we had a lot of people brought in, um, you know, Jesse Uensu, and, you know, a lot of those guys that really, they didn't fit the profile for what the team was supposed to look like. And, uh, no, not everybody is going to agree with Shirelli and what he's done, but what I can say is that what he's been able to contribute to the team has been a lot more positive and productive than what we've had from previous GMs. Um, no, and he didn't give up a lot to bring in uh, Patrick Maroon, which is awesome. But it, it's making those small steps that in the long run are going to be beneficial for the team. And, I mean, you know, we've got a lot to look forward to with the draft and free agency. And, I, you know, people, you heard Patrick Maroon himself, 
you know, he identified McDavid as being a superstar and the team's going to be good and they will be. And we have uh, Shirelli to, uh, to look to with putting the team together properly. And uh, like I said, I think he's done a good job so far. Daryl, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. All right. Chris from Phoenix is on the line as well. Chris, I'm coming up to the news break, so if, if you can stay on hold or call back in five minutes, uh, I will get you in. But I know you usually have a pretty solid 90 seconds that you want to get out there, so I don't want to cut you short. So in the meantime, I'll read a couple of text messages here. Um, DW says, is Maroon just Penner 2.0, or is he more physical? Can he give the team more toughness? I think he is more physical than Dustin Penner. He is not going to score like Dustin Penner. Uh, Tony says, Maroon minds me of uh, Penner, big man, slow, lots of potential. Yeah, I think, I don't know if, I don't know if Maroon, if, I, I think we've kind of have seen what he is. He has been able to score when he, like he said, he's been with Perry and Getzlaf. Um, I, I think he's a hard four checker. He's obviously not overly fast, so that that's probably a concern. But... The Oilers need guys who can forecheck, who can get in on the puck and then keep the puck once they have it for a while. And and that's been a problem. He's not going to come in and be a superstar. But again, like Daryl was saying, sometimes it's about how the pieces fit together. And as we're seeing, maybe Cassian long-term fits better with Hall and Dreisaitl than a personal-type player does. So maybe maybe Maroon's going to get a chance with McDavid. Who knows? Will he be able to keep up to him? No. Can he forecheck and keep the puck in the offensive zone longer so McDavid can get it? Maybe that's your best-case scenario. Chris from Phoenix is up after the news. More of your texts and phone calls. You'll also hear from Adam Cracknell, another new oiler on Inside Sports. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Over the last three games, Cam Talbot has faced 107 shots. He has stopped... 102 of them. He is backed up by Laurent Brassois, who got a two-year extension today, as did defenseman Brandon Davidson. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Reed Wilkins with you on Inside Sports. A lot to get to tonight, focusing a lot on uh, your thoughts on the Oilers' day. Before I get to the phones, a quick couple of text messages here. Jamie says, uh, hey, Reed, any reason why Anaheim wanted to get rid of Maroon? Well, they acquired Jamie McGinn and Brandon Peary today. So they clear up a forward spot by trading Maroon away. Um, they get Maroon's salary off the books for the next couple of years, which could help them lock up restricted free agents like Lindholm, Votnin, Raquel, and Anderson. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, Maroon wasn't having as good a season as he did the last two years. And, you know, to, uh, we talked about the positives he can bring. That That's a concern, but... You know, if he can get back to that level, the Oilers do have him for a couple more years. It's for sure. we got to wait and see. Like I said, this guy's not going to come in and be a star. He's a depth guy who can hopefully address a weakness of the team, which is forechecking and puck possession. Uh, Vader says, whatever Shirelli did last offseason has the Oilers in last place again. What building pieces exactly has he brought in? That is from Vader. Uh, responding to Daryl's phone call, who Daryl thought Shirelli has been doing a good job. Vader clearly disagrees. I guess that's another question I can ask you. Is this year's 29th place positioning 
How much of that is on Peter Shirelli? And how much do you still think it's not quite his team yet? Chris from Phoenix, thanks for waiting, buddy. I wanted to make sure you got your full time. Go ahead. Oh, thanks, man. I feel, I feel special. It's like, uh, it's like I'm a part of the show. I love it. Um, what did I miss? I, 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 went, I started work at 2, 2.20. Did, did there, was there a trade that uh, happened uh, that came in late, or, or what happened? This Patrick, Pat, Pat Maroon, I, I remember hearing about him a couple weeks ago. Bob was mentioning something about uh, him being available uh, at the end of the season. Did we acquire him today? Yes, for Martin Gurnath and a fourth-round pick this summer. It wasn't announced till about 90 minutes after the, the trade deadline passed. Awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, I remember Bob mentioning something about him. He's pretty physical, and, all, and that's good. Uh, we need some more of that. Uh, um, I got a couple of couple of comments. One on uh, last night's game. Uh, I hope that uh, they they do a lot of video uh, replays and they watch a lot of video after the games because that's the kind of that's the kind of game last night that us Oilers fans want to see every night. Um, it wasn't a perfect game, but it was a game where we were fighting, where we were in their face. Uh, I love what Cassian brings, uh, him chirping chirping everybody on that bench and, and throwing the body. Uh, I think he should stay on uh, on um, on the line with uh, Hall and Dreisaitl because uh, he provides something that uh, Purcell doesn't, didn't provide. Uh, and then um, I don't know about Mike Johnson. I think he said something today. I don't know if some of these analysts actually watch Oilers games or if they even follow the Oilers, but he made a comment today that the Oilers need th- – three more top five defensemen this year. Yes, he did say that. And if he hasn't seen what we've gotten the last few years, uh, we've actually picked up top five defensemen. They didn't work out. We picked up, you know, Griba, who's kind of in that ballpark. Barron's was a top five. McKeaton was a top five. And where are they now? We need no less than two more top three defensemen and hopefully a top two defenseman. You know, and hopefully that might be a harmonic type player that we pick up uh, with uh, whatever we do in the off season. Uh, as far as uh, the the couple signings, it was awesome. I loved it. I, I was actually going to call in yesterday and, and question when are we signing Davidson because this kid has been phenomenal this year. Like, where has he come from, right? Yeah. You know, he's a. I think he was a sixth round, fifth or sixth round pick. Right? Sixth round pick. Yeah. Sixth sixth round. Yeah. So that, that's amazing. That's that's great. Shows. Uh, so if we can, you know, snag a couple more of those players in the next few years, couple of years here, maybe somebody from the system, maybe Osterley. I, I like the way Osterley plays. You know, he's he, he seems like he he's not as good as Davidson, but he's you know he he tries to make the easy play and, and safe play, which which seems pretty good. And uh, I can't blame Shirelli for anything this year. Uh, this year is it, to me is kind of a wash because he inherited this team. Uh, if we're at this point next year and we're anywhere in the bottom. 20s, you know, if we're in 24, 25, 26, 27, around there, then I'll be concerned. Right. But as far as this year, you know, he's he's got Nikitin that he's got to worry about. He's we've got parents, we've got all, all these guys that he inherited. So once we clear out some of those, some of that dead weight, and he actually starts putting his his fingerprints on this team, which it looks like he's doing with the additions that he's that he's um, you know added today and hopefully in the summer. And uh, we'll go from there. But uh, great show, and uh, hope I didn't take too much time. No, Chris, always good to talk to you, man. That's Chris from Phoenix checking in tonight at 639 Inside Sports on 630. Chet, phone lines are open, 780-496-0063. James is up next. I just want to quickly read a text message here. Dave Leppard says, Hey, Reed, I don't know what Maroon is like, but if he can be an effective depth guy, like Matty Hendricks, for example, he would be an asset to this young Oiler team. Uh, do you know if he plays the penalty kill? Yeah, I believe he will kill penalties. 
and he will score more than Matt Hendricks for sure, not a lot more. Um, but he will have more finish than Matt Hendricks, I would hope, anyway, around the net. All right, we got James on the line as well. Hello, James. Hey, Reed, how are you? Doing very well. Um, Yakupov, I'm just wondering, I mean, we're not privy to this, but if uh, if he would be more of an off-season acquisition, or I'm just wondering what kind of interest uh, the teams may have had, and, and maybe with Pouliot going down that uh, Shirelli kind of kiboshed any talk on uh, Yakupov moving. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think he. It, it didn't seem to me like the stuff that was floating around for Yakupov was very appealing to Shirelli anyway. So I, I think he thought, you know, if I'm not going to get much for this player now, why not just wait for the summer? I, and I think that probably would have been the case regardless of the Pouliot injury. I think yeah. the Pouliot injury maybe led more to the Cracknell claim, just so they had another forward. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe. I mean. We'll see if it's going to be interesting to see the morning skate tomorrow to see what line Yakupov is on. And you know what? Even that might be not a true indication because Maroon's flying out tomorrow, so he may miss the morning skate, right? So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to throw Maroon right in with McDavid or, or give Yak a chance there. You know what? I mean, people think I hate Yak. I don't. I just don't think he contributes nearly consistently enough. But fine, my next give, point, Reed. give him a shot uh, with McDavid. If he lights it up, he goes on that second line and shows something, then, uh, you know, maybe he's uh, valuable to keep. But this is like uh, these next 18 games, if he's on that second line, could be make or break his uh, career as an Edmonton Oiler. Well, that's the thing. If he gets the chance, then then he better find a way to get on the score sheet, and he better win puck battles. And, and James, I, I just sometimes feel like, you know what, people? Watch Yakupov without the puck, and not just defensively. Watch how he forechecks and how often he shies away from contact. He lets the other guy go in first. He'll take a chance on intercepting a pass instead of going in hard on the puck. Those are the little detailed things that the coaching staff sees and that they don't like. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see over the next 18 games. I know. I, I hope he gets the shot, and I hope he does those, those, those little things uh, a little better. I'm, I'm just saying sometimes it's more than the goals and assists and the shots on goal and things like that. That's all. Okay? All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks James. Appreciate it. 780-496-0063. Shirelli was asked today, were you close to doing anything else? You know, there was other stuff. There's two other things that we... We got to the point where it was a yay or nay, and it did not, as I've said three or four times, it did not involve any of those quote-unquote $6 million players. All right, so he was not looking to trade Hall, Everly, or Nugent Hopkins, and he also said in another part of the interview today that he uh, hadn't talked about those guys for about a month or so with, with anybody. So if that happens, that'll be, that'll be in the summer. Shirelli looking at the uh, rest of the season here. I just want to see the group, and I, uh, the last three games I've actually been happy with because, uh, you know, that's a, that's a grittier side of us, that, and there's been a lot better puck support, and, you know, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see that in, in over half of the games, and, and to me that speaks to chemistry, and it, speaks to, uh, uh, it just speaks to the general demeanor of the team. Okay, so definitely the last three games different than the last few games on that homestand where it, it really went south for the Oilers. They got good goaltending. Let's not forget about that. I mean, in the third period, they allowed 18 shots on goal. They were shorthanded three times, and the New York Islanders didn't score. 
that doesn't happen without Cam Talbot. But I'm not going to apologize for good goaltending. But they did play a more patient, responsible game, had guys in proper position, didn't take chances. Um, I, again, I still think this is a team that doesn't forecheck enough, but but they had some pretty good zone, zone time last night against the New York Islanders. Brassois and Davidson re-signed. Shirelli on those two gentlemen? They both, in my mind, have developed very well this year. Um, both two players that I wasn't really entirely familiar with, um, aware of just by seeing in past viewings and stuff. Uh, both big and strong, athletic and young and and good kids, driven kids, and both deserve the extensions they got. I mean, LB is, uh, what, what I've seen is a very uh, competitive, athletic a goalie with size. And Brandon, I think, uh, you know, he's not a 26-minute-a-game guy, I can tell you that, but he's, he's, you know, he's an efficient player. He's, 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 uh, he can grind it out. He can make, make plays. He's got a good shot, got some size in skating. So he's, you know, he's on a good path. Well, certainly Davidson on a really good path. Two years, $2.85 million, average annual value, $1.425. Brassois, a one-way deal, two years, $1.5 million, so $750,000 per year. Adam Cracknell, one of the new Oilers. You will hear from him when we get back. Text line open, 630-630. Phone lines open, 780-496-0063. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chan. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. By the way, Derek Ryan, former U of A Golden Bear, now playing with the Charlotte Checkers in the AHL, has been called up to the Carolina Hurricanes. We have our Live in the Dream segment, which we'll have uh, more of on Wednesday. Derek was the first guest on that segment a couple of weeks ago. I tweeted out the link to that if you would like to go back and uh, listen to it. Great opportunity for Derek Ryan. When we talked to him, he was saying, I hope to get that first NHL game before the end of the year. All right, quick check on the uh, NHL scoreboard. Oh, by the way, the Oil Kings uh, losing 6-1 this afternoon to the Victoria Royals. Tough uh, hockey hooky game for the Edmonton Oil Kings in the National Hockey League. And, of course, your scoreboard, as always, courtesy of Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, call 310-GLASS today. The Lightning lead Toronto 1-0 halfway through the game. Johnson with the goal. Flames and Flyers tied 1-1. First period just ended. Monaghan for Calgary. Braden Shen for the Flyers. Dallas and Detroit, no score early. The Rangers have a 1-0 lead over the Blue Jackets after two. Zuccarello with his 21st. The Penguins... Taking it to the Coyotes tonight, up 4-0 after two periods of play. Uh, I know someone uh, texted in, how come Schultz isn't playing? He is listed as a scratch. I think, though, there might be some visa issues there. It might take a couple days to get that ironed out. But uh, they aren't missing him tonight. The Penguins leading the uh, Coyotes 4-0 after two periods. You can text 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. Before we get to Adam Cracknell, Tell you what, Kellen, caller number three, caller number three will win a pair of tickets to see Theo Fleury and the Death Valley Rebels at Century Casino on March 4th. Cool. March 4th. Is that uh, Friday or Saturday? That is a Friday. That's Friday. Yeah. Uh, 
Fleury, the Olympic gold medalist, former NHL superstar, seven-time All-Star, best-selling author, lead singer of Theo Fleury and the Death Valley Rebels, Honky Tonk, the Honky Tonk Records debut release of I Am What I Am is out now. Uh, tickets are on sale at Century Casino and Ticketmaster. Doors at 7, reserved seating, no minors, but we're giving away tickets to caller number 3-780-496-0063. All right, the Oilers, besides trading for Patrick Maroon, claiming Adam Party and Adam Cracknell off waivers. Rob Brown and I earlier today talked to Adam Cracknell. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, it's been such a whirlwind 24 hours here. Played last night while on waivers, and then now I'm an Oiler today, so uh, things change quickly. So the first thing you find out, you, you've been picked up by the Oilers. Do you, A, do you look at, okay, here's who they got on this team. They're, where where can I fit in? Or do you look at, okay, here's the schedule coming up. The teams they're playing. Now, what do I know about those teams and how can I be effective in those games? Or is it simply, all right, cool, I'm going to another team and I want to be prepared and ready for it? Yeah, I think uh, I've been fortunate enough. I, I played those teams, uh, Buffalo, obviously, and uh, tomorrow, just looking forward to just kind of showcasing what I, what I can bring to this team. And uh, I'm not going to change too much of how I play, just adjust to his systems and uh, hopefully just bring some physicality to the game and, and uh, hopefully just be a good addition to the Oilers. Did they give you any indication? Are you playing in tomorrow's game? Uh, nothing yet. Nothing yet. Uh, like I said, uh, Craig just said, get on get on the flight as quick as possible and make sure you make it. And then uh, we'll chat tomorrow morning. And, and uh, I'm sure I'll speak with Todd as well. And, uh, kind of go from there. Is this a new experience for you, having to change teams and, and, and adjust and travel this quickly? Uh, I'd like to say it is, but it's definitely not. It's my sixth team in two years, so right. I'm uh, pretty busy. I did it last year from L.A. to Columbus and then uh, got traded back to St. Louis, so uh, it's something that, uh, I mean, it's never easy, but at the same time, it's part of the business and I uh, have to adjust right away. So, so Edmonton Oilers fans that are listening right now, if you were to describe yourself as a player to the fans listening, how would you describe yourself? I think just hard nose. Uh, for for myself, I, I feel like every day it could be your last day in the NHL. So I, I approach the game with passion. And I, I play with my heart, and uh, you know I, I take pride in my D zone. I, I enjoy blocking shots and just helping the team win. So uh, if I get some big hits in, and I like to get in front of that, and that's where I'll score all my goals. So I, I try to play a pretty uh, me and potatoes type game, and uh, that would be that would be my kind of style. Is just hard nose. Uh, Adam, what is what is your approach if if you've thought this far ahead, but but just to the final 18 games of the season, to you know your free agency status in in, in the summer? Do you approach this as another opportunity to prove yourself, uh, an addition? You know anything along those lines? Have have you have you given? I, I guess your opportunity here. Have you put it in context uh, for your whole career? Yeah, I think my whole my whole career has just been uh, always battling for a job for the following season. So I think uh, Edmonton's showing uh, that they have confidence in me by claiming me off waivers, and I'm just going to approach these next 18 games as a trial for for next season, and and hopefully be part of uh, something special that they're building there right now. Uh, you know, the Pouliot's hurt. McDavid needs a winger. Or is that your first? Is that your first question for McClellan? Your first statement? I, I, I think so. You know, if uh, Todd looks at the stats, I have two goals in the last three games. But I don't know if my strength can hold up if I have to keep up with McDavid. So uh, I might have to slow her down a little bit and maybe work my way up. <laughs> well, that's a good a good attitude to have. I, I mean, look, you're, you're just maybe your thoughts on joining an Oilers team. You know where they've been, and, and you know that they're going through uh, 
uh, another tough season. What goes through your mind w- when you know you're joining a, a team that just you know, hasn't been able to put it together this year? Oh, I just think uh, maybe the changes, uh, maybe just a couple fresh faces come in, my party and myself, and hopefully they can give uh, maybe just a new look to the team, and hopefully they can be addition to uh, helping moving forward as, as a team. So uh, obviously they have great, exciting young players that, that uh, can put the puck in the net and uh, have a bright future as an organization. So uh, I just want to help out any way I can. And uh, I think you, you look at guys, obviously, like McDavid, he's such a great, young, talented player, Everly Hall. Uh, it's just something that they have something special there and just need some, uh, maybe some more depth on uh, the balance of the team. So, uh, so I've been where you are right now. I've been going from one team to another, and I always likened it to the first day at a new school. You don't know anyone, but you've seen those kids across the playground before, and now you're going to go in. Uh, you want to fit in. Like You've been there. Is that is there a little angst the first time you walk into a new ring, or a new uh, dressing room? Especially it's you know it's a rival. It's, it's Edmonton, Vancouver. We've had some nasty games over the last couple of years. Or do you just walk in and say, hey, I'm here. Play words. I want that yeah. stall right there. And, you know, Connor over there, you know what? Come hang with me. We're going for dinner tonight. Yeah, exactly, and he's paying too. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, uh, I think it's exciting. Uh, you know, you always go battle against guys, and I had that with St. Louis, where you know I was with that organization for five, six years, and uh, you play them the first game, and you're you're with a new team, and you you once once the gears on, you're you're playing for that jersey, you know, and that's that's my approach right now. That these are my new teammates, and this is who I play for now, and that, and uh, I just want to make an impact where I can and uh, help this team be successful down the future. That is 30-year-old Adam Cracknell. 10 points, 44 games this season. He's 6'2", 210. The other waiver acquisition, Adam Party, 31 years old. One assist in 14 games. He's 6'4", 220. More on him later on on Inside Sports. We'll also talk to Brett Pollock, the Oil King, who was traded from Dallas to Calgary today while he was playing for the Oil Kings and that loss to Victoria. That'll be interesting. Bob Stoffer and Jason Strudwick in the next hour as well. I think Strudwick is a fan of the Maroon acquisition, but we'll find out for sure. Stoffer from Buffalo. He flew there with the Oilers today. By the way, if you want the full Peter Shirelli media comments, you can go to the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. My name is Reed Wilkins. The studio producer tonight is Kellen Kennedy. That has been the first hour of Inside Sports. We are back after the 7 o'clock news.